This episode of Safe Space contains conversations about suicide. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, so cute. <laughs> Welcome to May I Hold Your Hand. I'm Nurse Tosh, and I'm going to take great care of you today. So today we were scheduled to talk about something else, but mothering always takes us in different directions. And so um, we're going to have to postpone what was originally planned, but because my sister has gotten up super early, she's three hours behind me, um, we decided that we're going to talk anyway about what is on our hearts. And so what's on my heart um, is things that motherhood taught me or taught us. And I would love for other people to chime in. Like when I post this comment, please let us know what a motherhood teach you. Um, you guys can follow, subscribe, um, like thumbs up the channel. It's may I hold your hand or M I H Y H by nurse Tosh on YouTube. And I'm nurse Tosh on TikTok, on Instagram and on Facebook. So yes, this is my sister, Talisha. dearly she um is an amazing woman and mother um she has always had a nurturing spirit from the time that she found me and we tell that story and have told that story on other platforms but um my sister is my sister by my father and I did not know her from birth I did not grow up with her um and we met one another in high school so um, sister, would you like to? I was a detective. You <laughs> she are. Was. I've been a detective my whole life, actually. <laughs> so, um, you know, you get curious. You don't really know. Um, we were kind of just thrown into this life with a bunch of question marks. And so with my father, our father, not being a part of the household, you tend to want to know more about them. And so I just went on a last name quest. Every school I attended, I was always very, hmm, I won't say sneaky, but very mischievous. And so I would finesse my way into areas I shouldn't be in. And I would look in the files under the name Sandage or Host, H-O-S-T, to see if there were people with the same last name as me. I wanted to know who I was, who was related to me. And even as I think about it now, Boogie, you, don't y'all call her that either. That's that's, that's a me thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a us thing. So don't y'all do that. But even as I think about it now, I was upset with the move because I was comfortable living in the project where we were. And so my mom moved us across town to a scatter site place and she became a homeowner. I wasn't looking at none of that. But now I have to look at the creator, right? Mm -hmm. On a divine uh, mission. It wasn't Mm -hmm. even about the move and all of that stuff. I was looking at it in a bad way. But with my curiosity, I was able to find my sister, some cousins, you know, and so that move was far greater than what I was looking at through that lens. And for that, I am very grateful. I was in a nurse's office digging through the files. And hey, <laughs> it was like three or four sandwiches in there. And I connected with everybody. And one of them just so happened to be my sister. You know, and so we've been rocking ev- ever since. Ever mm-hmm. since. 
Mm-hmm. We've been rocking. You rocking, I'm rolling. <laughs> Always. So I would be interested to hear what your mother has to say about things that motherhood taught her and probably knowing because through your high school or early teens. Absolutely not. Uh-oh. No, making the move, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure she was like, I did the best that I thought was, you know, for my kids. And I know that too. Well, she did. Angry about this. But then, you know, those sorts of moments kind of come full circle, you know, where she mm-hmm. was probably like, hmm, oh, look, turned out to be a good thing after all, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we can have grace for our parents. Um, that's one thing that motherhood taught me. Um, and mm-hmm. not that I, I don't think that I was ever at a place where I was ready to fully indict my parents for all of their wrongdoing or whatever. Um, I feel like I was always a pretty understanding person person, but also I require acknowledgement and accountability in order Mm -hmm. to still be in relationship. Um, And so I've always had understanding about the decisions my mother made and why um, always, but also that doesn't mean that the decisions that we make for our kids, even with the best of intention, is going to feel that way for them. And Mm -hmm. um, that is definitely something that being a mother taught me, like to have compassion for my mother, um, but also to um, hold space and consider what my decisions may, whatever they may be, if I think they're the best decision, how they Mm -hmm. to affect my children and then um, leave space for them to be like mad as hell with me about Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Parents tend, uh uh-oh, sorry. Um, parents, Parents tend to get it how they live, and do the best at it, mm-hmm. depending on location and situation, right? Mm-hmm. My background different from yours. Mm-hmm. And when it came down to the the men aspect part of it, right? Kenny wasn't there, but he was there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, at the moments when I needed him most, he just tended to, to appear. I could call on him. But I had to look at it like my mama had a day for every day of the week, seriously, and took off on Saturdays and Sundays. So mm-hmm. we like had a guy that we could go out there off of Fifth Avenue where them white tunnels, tunnels at and go pick up his check. We go cash the check and he tell her, baby, bring me back a couple hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And we took the man whole check. Like this is stuff that I can recall. She had a manager if she wanted to hang out and chill. That's what she did. She had another man to take her to go out party in the club. And she had a man for the grocery store. Like this is was, was what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, if she wanted to go to classy places um, and shake hands with VP, she had a man for that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so not knowing what to expect as an adult, like from a male mm-hmm. is something that I am still learning, you know? And so you try to, give your all to your child but in those moments you can only see providing you don't even see structure and safety all you see is i'm making sure they eat the it's a roof over their head the lights might not be on but but they're eating Mm -hmm. and the, the clothes are the best that i can do for them and as you get older you know me i i look back at that and she did the best that she can do in her timing. 
And it's a lot of grace for that. Now, what I don't like is when a parent takes your feelings and try to tell you mm-hmm. how you should feel. No, that was my experience. You was experiencing it from your version. Mm-hmm. Now, let's take a walk through my lens because mm-hmm. I had to be the mother. Mm-hmm. I had to do your job. I had to provide the structure. I had to cook these meals that you was bringing the food in the house for. I had to wash clothes. I had to do the homework, you know. And so then when she started to bring somebody in that was credible, mm-hmm. that really cared, that's where the pushback came in. Because here I am doing your job for many, many years and doing it well that you're getting the credit for it, right? You just don't get to waltz in here with somebody and think that's how it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And as parents, motherhood has taught me and reflecting with my own mom, communication is important because they're still people too. Your children are people too. They go through this stuff with you. You're not doing it by yourself. So it's best to sit down and have tough conversations with kids so that as they grow, they can know how to place. You know, my mama said this and they start to recall these things and they didn't know it. But now in our generation, it's like our generation was built a little better. If you start looking back from coming out of slavery and what they had and our mom's generation was their parents that was coming from a family that just came out of slavery. So they was partially one leg in slavery coming out. And then those are the products of out of slavery. And then it's us, mm-hmm. you know. And so those parents didn't know. They was doing the best that they can do. And then our parents got it. And so it was a lot of things that a lot of parents didn't talk about, kept as a secret. So they was out here fishing the water. A bird getting kicked out the nest trying to do the best that they can. And so that's where that grace come into play at. Because you really, and, and some people do know, and they just play crazy. Well, I got to have grace for them too. You know, so I don't know. What you think about that? Yeah, <clears throat> I think I think a lot about that. I think um, it's very relevant to bring up that we're just a few generations from slavery. People like to think that it was a very, very long time ago, but it wasn't. Um, and those of us who can trace back, which a lot of us don't have that luxury or privilege to be able to put our finger back on our, say, I maybe can go as far as my great grandparents mm-hmm. um, and my aunts. I can ask my mom maybe about her grandparents. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, because my mother became a mother young. So it is like trying to figure things out while you're in it. It, And it's always going to be that element. Don't get that twisted. Like (laughs) it's always going to be a situation where your parents ceiling is your floor. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're starting from a place where your parent um, knew and you should be able to build off of, but also within times of slavery the ability to parent was taken away from us and our people. And so mothers couldn't mother, fathers couldn't father. Um, And even beyond that, you can cue like the government uh, bringing in like CPS and all these other, you know, the prison industrial complex and uh, the white power structure. (laughs) 
<laughs> loves mm -hmm. to bring Black motherhood specifically um, under attack, you know, single mothers and all of this types of deadbeat fathers. And but all of these things have been systematic in um, eradicating Black people and killing the Black family. Um, and so, of course, I take all of that into account when it comes to being a mother, seeing my mother, um, even having grace with my grandmother, you know, and knowing that she had her own struggles and pains that she was trying mm -hmm. to numb. And so that informed how she showed up. And for me being a mother, and I constantly say this, like I'm raising free black children. Okay. And so that means that my kids are going to get freedoms that I didn't get. Mm -hmm. And so in those moments, I'm going to be triggered. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like when my daughter is like, I can't do that. Da, 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 why? Like I'm explaining it very like cool. But when we were younger, we didn't ask why. Yeah. We did what our parents said. Our parents did what their parents said. And their parents did what their parents said. And what happened is be, that was a thing or became a thing for the child's safety. Mm -hmm. And to some extent, that's still true now, right? But a lot of the triggering comes from that and it's out of context. So like, it's not harmful for my child to ask why I made a decision that I made if we're in the safety of our own home. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I owe it to them um, to explain because they don't know. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to know unless they ask why. And I think a lot of us got some of those things stamped out of us, like beat out of us even. Okay, um, slapped in the mouth, backhanded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah stay in a child's know. place. Um, mm -hmm. Anything that's happening was adult business, not child's business. But then when you become adult, you're expected to know how to run your life effectively. Mm -hmm. How does that work? And so I'm just, I'm in a place where I'm like, that doesn't work. I'm abandoning that. We're going to do it this way, even though I'm triggered <laughs> with mm -hmm. my kids, mm -hmm. even though I have no idea what this end result looks like. I know what the end result of that looks like. And so I'm not going to, I ain't doing that. You know, I'm not rolling mm -hmm. like that. So, yeah. I love the curiosity. Um, I dislike, though, that we are having to teach them at such a young age. But I guess they're learning everything else at a young age. And so what better time in life to give it to them? But I feel bad for them because they can't even be children. Mm -hmm. Like, what I can give to our generation is, is we were able to still be children mm -hmm. and not really have to worry about the things of the world. Now we got this social media stuff, you know, and it's, it's, it's real bad and you can't really, you, you can monitor it, but stuff gets slid in Caillou and, and Coco Melon and all of this stuff all the time, mm -hmm. you know, and so it's forcing you to, have those intimate conversations with your children. I think for me, having the older set and now having the younger, right? It gave me the book because we go searching for this book. And usually after your first, second child, you become more lax if you're a parent that continues to have children because it's like now I got the book. But when you have them, 
when you had that that space gap with your children, with the two, I think it's like 14 years between them. Mm -hmm. And so that's like a collection of encyclopedias. And the older set would fuss at me and be like, why do you allow him to do this? Because I should have let y'all do it, you know? But you guys taught me that I don't have to hover over you guys. And so he's hmm, receiving a little better parenting. Not to say that theirs weren't, wasn't the best that I had, but he gets to see it at a different view. And so hopefully generationally, Mm -hmm. that type of parenting style is passed down and he can whoever his partner is he can say hey it don't take all of that mm -hmm. my mother talked to me my mother explained things to me you know my mother um taught me everything that she could and that's what we're supposed to do and if if i can keep it up with him maybe he has friends that he can teach it to so mm -hmm. it's a trickle effect you know this is a it's not easy at all. And when you think you have it all figured out, here comes another <laughs> twist. Mm -hmm. You know, new words get created. Like somebody, I think it was my sister that said something about some rock, some zaza. And yeah. I said, well, what's that? Well, it, it's, it's a, a new name for some new marijuana that we call something different, you know. And so you're trying to constantly stay up on the new trends and learn what it is so that you can stay in communication with your children. Yeah. Because with technology, all they know is this. Mm -hmm. Lord forbid, by the time they 40 or 30, you know, they're going to have scoliosis in the neck and like carpal tunnel in the hands. There's so many medical issues that's going to come with this that nobody really seems to care about because everybody's talking off of the, the phones and the tablets and the, and the robots and and whatever else, you know, is out there for them. So that's the scary part for their generation, you know, to see what's to come. And as a mother, how do you stay equipped enough to help your children, right? And I tell people all the time, we have to do more suggesting than talking at. Because when somebody talk at you, the first thing you do is shut down. You close your ears off. I don't want nobody talking at me and yelling at me all the time. But if I'm suggesting things to you, I'm giving you the freedom to decide what it is that you want to do, mm -hmm. you know, but it took many years of parenting to get to the place where I am now. Mm -hmm. That older said it was shut your mouth, go sit down. Don't ask me why. Now it's like, why? Because let's look for some answers until you don't have no more wise, well, 50 wise mm -hmm. later. Right. But we got an answer that, that they were looking for. You know, and they okay, okay. Now I get it. Mm -hmm. Why is the why is the sun yellow, mm -hmm. but it says it's white? You know, so things are not as it seems. Well, why not? Mm -hmm. Well, let's give you different examples so that now you can know. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, thanks. But you're educating your child as well, causing them to become curious. You know, to learn because now if they're learning. That means that they're inquiring in many different forms and you're just building your child. Mm -hmm. I think too, it's important for us to 
acknowledge when's the time to ask why and or when there's time to explain why and when it's not. And I think a lot of times parents really are just looking for cooperation in certain moments. They want compliance, which I mean, is fair, right? Um, but also if your child has this curiosity and that need isn't satisfied, <clears throat> what that does is cause them to be more, <laughs> more non-cooperative or mm -hmm. uncooperative. And you like, just do it. In the middle of the grocery store. Or yeah. if you have to go somewhere, you know, we have yeah. a doctor's appointment. Can you hurry up? Can you know, you're constantly on this kind of hamster wheel of let's go, 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 go. Whereas children live in a the moment. They don't have a concept of time. Um, and so when you, the adult, have the concept of time, you know, you have to do these and these things, it's important to explain to kids, even in the moment, we don't have time to talk about that right now, but we'll talk about it in the car or tell them, you know what I'm saying? I don't have time to explain that right now, but we're going to come back to it. And then as a parent, make the time you know, keep that commitment, come back mm -hmm. to it and explain what's going on with your kid, because otherwise they just see it as they're being ignored or that mm -hmm. they're not important. Um, and what kids will do, what kids will do is blame themselves and fill in the blanks about mm -hmm. what was happening for you and your situation in a moment that has nothing to do with them, which is why I never understood this previously, but why they'll say now kids blame themselves for divorce and stuff like that because the parents aren't talking to them. And so then the kids are filling in all these blanks about why their father left or why their mother left. And all of it has to do with my parents don't love me and something is wrong mm -hmm. with me and da da da. But no. And so I think that as much as it's hard for us to slow down, this is just on a regular day. It's hard for us to slow down. We owe it to our children to slow down and to slow down mm -hmm. with purpose and intention and explaining that to our children what's happening for us um, in a certain moment so that they don't fill in those blanks with these with these untrue stories about who they are and how we feel about them because then that plays out as they grow up. Mm -hmm. And it, it, you know, people don't like to be, oh, you going too deep. No, but for real. It really does show um, as they're adults and as they're moving in relationship with other people and in close relationships with other people, they're dysfunctional because of the stories that they told themselves as children about mm -hmm. their worth, their worthiness, you know, their ability to be loved and all of this stuff. And so it takes a little extra effort. It does, but it's so worth it. And that's where I am, like with my kids. People have heard me say this before. Like, I be parched, okay? It's a lot of talking. Mm -hmm. And I really just want to be quiet. <laughs> a lot of days. I really just want to be quiet, okay? Especially in the morning. But my kids, they haven't been here all this time. They don't know what I know, you know? And I've even inherited mm -hmm. a, a team here recently. And so, like you said, Talisha, is important for me now not to do all this talking but to do more listening like it's a lot mm -hmm. of talking with the littles but it's more listening with the bigs because they don't say mm -hmm. as much mm -hmm. and so it's a lot of asking open-ended questions and sitting in like the awkward silence because it's a lot of that because they don't have social skills mm -hmm. <laughs> but mm -hmm. <clears throat> how else am I going to know what's happening in their world in their head 
And if we are not investing in them, then the world will be. Yes. Yeah. Right. And so if we're giving the foundation when they're out in the world, they know it. They they know the foundation and they come back to it. Most of them do, Mm -hmm. you know. And so being patient is very important. Respecting them. Yeah, you're the adult, but respect them. They didn't ask to come here. Mm-hmm. And and that is huge in relationships, not just with your children, mm-hmm. across the board. Communication and respect. Love. Show them the love that you missed out on. You know, pour uh, every corner of love into them. And don't let them know that. The world will show them love in a different way. Yeah. And well, they will think that that's valid, you know, that a, a valid kind of love, abuse, drug addiction, right? Mental stuff. And so we really have to be mindful with our children. People say all the time, like, how do we help this generation listen to mm-hmm. what they're saying? Especially if you can get somebody to come and talk to you. That's why I'm proud of Kiki. Our baby sister, right? She's in a place now where she's searching. Mm-hmm. She's trying to figure it out because she didn't live from that age of 18 to 24, 25. And she on the, on the mark right where you turn around at. She's here. Mm-hmm. And so that's why she's inquiring about everything. Should they have done it sooner? True. But everybody go through that, that college session of life where the world has to incorporate itself and experience gets to teaching you. You know, we talk life be life and all the time. I don't care how old you get, it's still going to show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a big part of too why I want to home educate my children um, because of what you said where we're feeling, and this is Black parents typically are feeling like we have to have certain conversations a lot earlier than what we're ready to. Um, And when they are in a school system, then they're exposed to so much more and you don't even know. So it's like, it's like damage control. If nothing else, you're like, let me beat your friends to the punch. Let me beat the internet to the punch. Let me beat whatever that is that's delivering this message to you. So I can Mm -hmm. know the information that you have at least, you know what I'm saying? And so that won't be a foundation for how you move through this world. Um, But it does feel like we're stripping away their innocence before. Yeah, Yeah, it it certainly does. Like just that naivete, because that right there for our kids is dangerous. Mm -hmm. It's dangerous. You can't let your kid young teen young young adult or whatever go out into this world naive it just their feelings will be hurt they will be broken you know Mm -hmm. so that's tough but thankfully you know and I'm again it's a privilege I'm glad we'll we'll start officially I guess homeschooling you know our daughter um this year she'll be five Mm -hmm. at the end of August Mm -hmm. and so I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but also I know that there is no other person on this earth who is better equipped than me. And if there is someone who's better equipped, I have the resource and the ability to get them in here. Mm-hmm. 
And so I want to do. Uh oh, go ahead. Mm-mm, go ahead. I just want to do a for example, right? When all of the presidential stuff was going on a couple years ago, and Xander came home from school, and something kept saying to me for a couple days, check his backpack. And usually, you know, we get his packet on Monday. He a person to where it's like, you got your homework, you do the whole packet for the week. He ain't got to go back and look at it. But something kept saying, check his backpack, check his backpack, check his backpack. I go down in a backpack and it was a letter. And I think we talked about that. It was a letter from a kid that was saying, you know, I'm sorry for slapping you and spitting on you, you know, and I lost it. I was at that school like, listen, you call me for everything that kid does, every single thing that he does, but you didn't call me for this. What's the problem? Mm -hmm. If this ever happened again, I'm whooping some butt, Mm -hmm. period. Mm I'm going to act a fool up in here. This is not my first child. I'm not these parents walking around here. I'm a G. I got gray hair. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so it was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. We talked about it. We ain't did nothing Mm because you excluded me. And Mm -hmm. I don't know that much French, right? Mm -hmm. And so I need to talk to the parent because it's conversations going on in his home because that's what this child is displaying. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't want y'all to talk. Now, I know you don't, but don't worry about it because I'm going to catch him in the parking lot because I know who people's is, right? Mm-hmm. And so that for me was one of the moments to where I felt like his innocence was stripped away because now I have to talk to you about the color of your skin and the things that's going to come up against you. And here you are six years old, Mm -hmm. but I got to break some news to you, you know, and that for me, like I got chills right now because I was ready to kill for my son, Mm -hmm. you know, and his brain, I call him my little old man because he's very wise, but he shouldn't have to be this wise at his time, you know, that was heartbreaking for me. Somebody slap you and spit on you and I wasn't there to defend you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then because they talked about it at school, he felt like, well, he's my he's friend. It's out. okay. We talked about it because I raised him to have a good home. Well, you can't always have a good home. And from that point on, I was like, somebody hit you, you better try to knock them to Canada. And I felt bad at saying that, but you got to protect yourself. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm sorry because now I know you're not You're not gonna let nobody mistreat you or misuse you, but you will not become a bully either. Mm-hmm. You know, so you gotta pick your battles, and we need to discuss things. You know that happen. Don't come home and don't talk to me about your day. I need to know about it. I don't want to find no more letters in your backpack. Somebody put their hands on you, disrespect you. You need to come talk to me about it because mm-hmm. I can't help you when it's too late. Yeah, but I can help you beforehand. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So fascinating concept. You know, I love the idea of homeschooling, but then homeschooling also has um, moments that kids won't get at school. Mm-hmm. But as they get older, you know, just to transition them in, like I got a friend, she got. She here, she military, 
she got about 10 kids and I maybe nine or 10, but I really, I'm going to reach out to her to see if she would be willing to talk about homeschooling because she homeschooled all of them. And they all, once they got up into the age of doing sports, she opened up to say, okay, I'm going to allow you to do this sport, but I'm going to watch it like a hawk, right? Mm-hmm. But they all graduated in like 16, 17, went off to college, had got the, you know what I'm saying? And they are doing very well. So the program does work, you know, mm-hmm. and you do what's best for your household in yes. that time. Yes. And that's, yeah, for one we won't know unless we try, right? right. If this is going to be a good fit for our family. Um, and my partner and I have talked about like once the kids get a bit older, because we do understand like school does offer opportunities for children to flourish and be social in ways that homeschooling doesn't offer, right? Even though in 2023, homeschooling looks very different from when we were coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can seek out opportunities for your kids to be social. There's pods everywhere. And we're in Atlanta. Like mm-hmm. there's no shortage of people who we can connect with and programs they can get into. So I'm not concerned about that, but I am concerned about different opportunities, just like college, you know? So like college offers you the opportunity to be on your own, to manage your own time, to kind of have a snippet of what real life is like before you're actually in real mm-hmm. life you know yeah Um, so I can appreciate the novelty and some of those things and the experiences and I think once our kids get to maybe close to middle school age um, we'll definitely give them the opportunity if this is something you want to continue here fine if you want to Mm -hmm. matriculate into traditional schooling fine you Mm -hmm. know whatever it is you want to do but that foundation is super important to me I know it's important to their father um, and I need them to know who they are um, mm-hmm. what our values are as a family um, and all of those things before they leave this house. And that that is in terms of um, not just not just like who they are morally, but um, who they are as a person, who they are as a Black person, um, who they are intellectually. Because this world or outside of these four walls will try to convince them of everything but what what we're teaching them in every way. In every way. It ain't just about, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, how smart they are or what they look like. Mm -hmm. Like that attack is going to come from every direction and those labels and and I'm not doing it. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that to my children if I can help it. And so, like I said, I see it as a privilege. I'm so grateful. I'm always humble about that. I don't think that that's Mm. something that I take lightly at all. I know that that that's something that a lot of people, if they really had the opportunity, if they could think about the benefit over whatever their circumstance is, they would opt for it, you know. But Mm -hmm. the society that we live in just doesn't always make room or space for, you know, we're in a capitalist society, everything is expensive as hell. And so I know, I'm like, this is not an everyday sort of situation. I remind my honey of that all the time. I'd be like, baby, we're not everybody else. Like literally most people who I know are two parent working families or single parent family. Mom works outside of the home. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 
were very different. Um, when we had our daughter, I was able to stay home. I'm a professional. I could make some money. I could make a a, a bag, as the kids mm-hmm. say. Okay, mm-hmm. but that wasn't uh, that wasn't as important to me. It wasn't important to our family. I know that my biggest impact and job is going to be raising my children and caring mm-hmm. for my family, and the money will be there. It can be made that that's not an issue, you know? So I'm just glad to have partnered with somebody who values family, but also values hard work because it's not easy for him to be out, you know, making money and away from our kids, away from our family. But he knows that he's partnered with somebody who um, shares his vision and mission. And so we work as a team, you know, when it comes Mm -hmm. to that part of it. Um, Yeah, that's important. Yeah, mother, motherhood taught me that too. Like, um, right. and if I work with uh, teen moms in my community, like for one, when I get them, it's already done, but I can talk to other young women because whether we like it or not, women hold the power when it comes to bringing children into this world. We mm-hmm. hold the power. Um And unfortunately, that's the power dynamic that a lot of women will play and it backfires because they're trying to get a man, keep a man, whatever. Um, And then they give birth to these children. And that man's like, I told you I was not interested in being a father. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that man is labeled and it's just a lot that goes along with that. And so for me, because I pour so much into how I show up as a mother it's very difficult to, for me to be in the same space with a woman who's not taking her position seriously, from my mm-hmm. opinion, okay? This is all me judging, literally. Mm-hmm. I'm judging you, okay? Um, but that's something that motherhood <laughs> taught me. Like, you have the choice and opportunity. You get to say, yes, I'm going to bring life into this world, or no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. And so once you have said yes, and the child is here, then is not the time to be like, nah, JK, I can't be around. I can't, you can't be in my space. I can't. I can't. (laughs) And that is something that motherhood taught me. It's really, really hard for me to be around a mother that's just meh about her kids. And I'm not Mm -hmm. even saying that there won't be times where you're like, oh, this is making me insane. These kids driving me crazy. No, I'm not talking about the human moments because we all have those. But just women who are not interested in the overall well-being and health of their families, of their children. There was a time for me when uh, when Cassandra, Cassandra was probably seven, six or seven, maybe eight. Oh, she was about six, seven, or eight, one or three. But she would leave and go with her dad. And, you know, he would take her and get McDonald's and clothes. And so she had this idea of my daddy loved me more. Mm. My daddy gonna do this for me and he gonna do that for me. I said, okay, I'm gonna let you have your moment, right? That little girl paraded through that house and my daddy said I could come live with him and I don't got to listen to you. And she had this purple coat. I never forget it. And I put that purple coat on her 
And I put her a couple outfits in the bag and I put her out on the porch and I closed the door and turned the lock so she can hear a lot. And I call her daddy. I say, listen Don't here. Get your daughter. <laughs> it's about to be dark outside. Your daughter's standing outside on the porch because she say you could take care of her better than I can. Goodbye. <laughs> he called back. He said, you for real? I sent the picture so he can see it. And I let her stand there. I say, you waiting on your daddy, baby, through the window. You waiting on your daddy. <laughs> Just don't move. You sit right there. Okay? So he went and got her. And she stayed with him about two weeks. And every day the school called me and said, Talisha, go get your baby. I said, no, I'm not going to go get her. She said that her father can do a far <laughs> better job than I can. Right? So you go. This is, I'm talking motherhood. Okay? Because sometimes you got to do what you got to do so that people can understand. And so about day eight, God started saying, get go baby. get your daughter. <laughs> and I was like, no. God was like, go get your baby. The lady from the school called. If you don't go get your baby, I'm calling CPS. I said, I don't care. The next day, go get your baby. I said, no. The lady called again. She said, please, she ain't took a bath. Her hair not combed. She looked like she hungry. I mean, they give her a practice. I said, okay. But she said he could take care of her. That last, go get your baby was loud. And I went to the school and got my baby. That night, the house caught on fire. <sighs> and so he went to sleep and the cigarette burnt the mattress. Mm -hmm. And so the basement and all of that stuff caught on fire. But I say stuff like that to say that sometimes you have to show your children. You got to give them a visual so that they can understand who you are, where you are, and what it is you do. It don't always have to be by force. Sometimes motherhood is uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. And so in those uncomfortable moments, we have to figure out what is our response. Will this response cost us, right? Or will a, a reward come from it? And so it's very important to learn from the lessons that's placed in front of you. Mm -hmm. It won't always be easy. You'll always have moments where you lay in the bed and cry. You take a shower and cry and let your tears and sorrows go down the tub and nobody knows what's going on. You know, but in it all, you put your best foot forward. And all you can do is cover your children when they leave from that door because you don't know what's going to happen. You know, I think about uh, my son when he um, was about to commit suicide and I, he he attempted suicide and jumped out that bridge. But that morning before he left and I look at all my children in there, but this day I didn't. And he was talking to me saying, Mom, I love you. You know, have a good day. Whatever happened today, don't think it had nothing to do with you. And I told him I love him too. And as he went out the door, I saw a black shadow mm. and he closed the door. But I turned around at my desk because that was early on when I started working from home. And I said, Lord, whatever it is, just cover him. Send angels to encamp round and about him and capture his fall. And that day he jumped. Mm. 19 people, he made 20, jumped from that bridge the year he jumped. He was the only survivor, you know, so you never know what your kid is going through. 
They don't always talk and say nothing, but as a parent, you can feel it. And when you feel it, you just have to cover your children in the best way you know how, you know. And moments like that, I feel like the angels went and they caught him. He had no broke bones, no nothing, you know. It hurt for him to take a deep breath. But if that's all you got and you're not paralyzed and you still on this side, hallelujah, you know. So we don't get a book to motherhood. But as you write the chapters of their lives, at the end, you have a whole book and you're constantly adding pages and chapters to the book. The chapters write themselves. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's a lot. It is, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. You got this. You early on, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's cute. So you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You have your moment. Always remember to get some you time. That was something that you was teaching me, right? Mm-hmm. You got to take time for yourself. And But I'm learning. Mm-hmm. It took me to get to where I am now, about to be 45 years old, to care about me, finally. I, I've arrived, right? I'm there. Mm-hmm. So it's my turn. Yeah, we absolutely learn things from... Um the most unlikely of places or what we thought, because I never thought that my children would teach me anything per se. I didn't think that they would teach me anything about me, but our Mm -hmm. children are mirrors. And so I wasn't prepared for that, that, you know, we are growing up together because I was good and grown when I had my kids, you know, 38 and 40. And so Mm -hmm. I had been through therapy and, you know, I was child <laughs> the walls came crashing down fast real real real, real fast um, <laughs> but also I learned uh before having my kids and I'm glad I did learn the self-compassion and being gentle with myself and knowing that it is going to be okay and I'm not going to get it right all the time and I'm not going to be perfect um and so even in my mistakes I can be compassionate to myself and I understand to to the extent that I'm able to be that way for me is mm-hmm. the only that that's like literally the start of what I can give to other people and how I can allow other people to also show up and make mistakes and be human and still be empathetic with them. And mm-hmm. so when I see people who can't extend empathy, who can't be compassionate, um, compassionate, who can't be understanding I really do feel bad for them because I know what their negative self-talk must sound like because I've been there before because you can't give me nothing that you're not giving yourself mm-hmm. as much as people want to say that they can and they do. I know that's that not true. to be true. Yeah, that's I know great. that not to be true. So that's absolutely something motherhood um, taught me and showed me and just being an intimate relationship, you know, with someone, because I've never been in a relationship that I'm in now, like I'm in now. Um, And so that taught me too, that motherhood will do a number on your, your partnership, your intimate relationship, because so much of both of you, you know, if you're really invested in your family goes into caring for your children. And so I understood now why families would like once, the kids were 18 or 20, whatever, 
the parents will split. Yeah. Cause you don't know each other anymore. You haven't invested mm-hmm. just the same way, you know, we talk about pouring into a seed or a pot for our kids. You also have multiple pots. Like you have your mm-hmm. children, you have yourself, you have your partnership or your relationship, your marriage, your friendships, all of those things need um, love, Water. care, and attention in order to flourish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if they don't get that, and I'm not saying it has to be that continuously, because thankfully I have plants that need just a little bit of water. Like I can water them every two weeks and they'd be like, oh, thank mm-hmm. you, girl. <laughs> and I have other plants that need to be watered more often that need more care, you know, and it doesn't mean that I don't care for my other plants just the same, but they don't require as much. Right. And so I give them what they need and give the ones that need the, I need to talk to them and all of that kind of stuff, give them what they need. And so very much so um, our relationships are this way. Our life is this way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, any, any closing remarks any finishing notes this was a good conversation just on a humbug it's not at all what we were supposed to talk about I already said that and we will have you back again with another young lady to discuss the topic that we did have in mind um but any any closing remarks my only remarks is take every day as it comes as far as motherhood is concerned one day you might have the kids throw flour all across the house and you didn't work and you tired and you know, life is life and, and you clean it up and the next day they got markers all over the wall. You know, it will constantly be something different. Even when you out traveling, driving the road, it's something different in every day. You got to take from that the lesson and just do your best. Do the best that you know how. And when you don't, find you some strong support people. Get you some friends that are like you with children that's been through some stuff that are wise, that can pour into you because we all need those people that can come and back us up in our times. And, you know, you don't have to disclose everything, but you disclose what you feel like is safe Mm -hmm. enough to get you to the next step, to the next day, to stop you from being burned out. Yes, we get burned out with our own family and our own household all the time, but Mm -hmm. you have to recognize that. Don't let, you know, substances, become a part of your daily routine because all they do is mask the pain and mask the situations that you're going through. And when it's over, then you go back into depression and different states of mind, states of being, and you don't want to do that. So find you some community support, whatever your team look like, and you got to pour off of each other. Build yourself though. Take the time you need for yourself. And that's about it. Every day is something different with motherhood. Mm-hmm, for sure. Thank you for that. And I'll say just live in a moment, you know, put your phone down, put the devices down be with yourself, be with your kids, be with the people who love you most, because at the end of the day, that's all we have. You know, you can you can mm-hmm. work or you want to do and for the future and none of that is guaranteed. So just be in the moment. Most of the time, people on the internet line anyway. So, so mm-hmm. you know, don't spend your, your time that you will never, ever, ever be able to get back. Never get back. Wishing for whatever you don't have or what you think someone else has. Let me it's go. Let me, not to cut you off, but that brings up a thought, right? We put so much time into routine and working. Like, I'm making all of this money. It's all saved up. 
yeah, I can buy and do what I want, but then you end up missing out, right? You end up missing out on the happiness or the little family vacations or the single vacations or just life in general. You end up missing out on that because you're so wrapped up in what you see somebody else with. Enjoy what's right in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's stuff that you will never get back. Nothing else in this life matters most than the people who you call friend, than the people who you call son or daughter, than the person you call your spouse or your partner. Nothing else really matters. Everything else is just stuff. And you mm-hmm. can't take none of it with you. So we have to learn to enjoy that. It's okay to be happy. You don't have to be sad and depressed. You open that door and you look out, take a a deep breath and smell some of them nature smells. I mean, if you live in Gary, I mean, don't do it. But I mean, you live somewhere. (laughs) Right now, you you can light everywhere. (laughs) No, right now, you know, those fires and stuff like that in Canada is really making the air quality a mess. Is it over over there too? Not really. They did mention the air quality here, but it's not down this far, I don't think, yet. I think the Carolinas are being affected, though, and that's far. It is. It is. Well, you know, we deal with fire struggles all the time. So be mindful of the your location before you go stepping outside, you know, and telling <laughs> certain things um, were wrong. Light you a candle, you know, do some... Whatever, whatever your way of mental clarity is, you really got to do it because that matters. Self preservation matters. Yeah. You matter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on this morning. We will have to reschedule for you to come back. Um, and thank you for everyone who's listening in and who joined us for Safe Space what motherhood taught us <laughs> now mm-hmm. easy taught me no my mama taught me motherhood mm-hmm. taught me today <laughs> so. <laughs> so we will catch up with you all next time bye <laughs>